welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by NetHealth. So what do you want to accomplish in 2018 if you're a physical therapist? I bet providing even better patient care and increasing revenue on tops of the list. The good news is you're not doing this on your own. There's one solution that brings it all to the table. Redoc, powered by XFIT, is a cloud-based, fully integrated EMR and billing solution. To learn more about Redoc and complete revenue cycle management services, check them out at nethealth.com slash healthy. So a huge thanks to NetHealth for sponsoring the podcast. And in today's episode, it's kind of a special episode, I'm joined today by the founders of Fairytale PT, Jenna Cantor and Katie Schmidt. They are both student physical therapists graduating very soon uh, from Columbia University. And what I did was I actually went to one of their productions here in New York City at the Morgan Stanley Children's Hospital in Uptown Manhattan, Uptown New York. And so what you're going to hear in this podcast is you're going to hear them singing. You're going to hear parts of the production kind of sprinkled in throughout the episode today. So a big thanks to Jenna and a big thanks to Katie and to all of the actors and actresses that are part of Fairy Tale PT. I went to see Beauty and the Beast, so you're going to hear a little bit of music interspersed in between here as we talk about why they decided to create Fairy Tale PT, what they'd like to see happen with it in the future, and all the fun they're having with it right now. So a huge thanks to Jenna and Katie for coming on the podcast and also for letting me come and watch them perform. So everybody enjoy this special episode with Fairy Tale PT. Hey, Jenna. Hey, Katie. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have both of you on. And because there are two of you, so as not to cause confusion with the listeners of who's talking when, I'm just going to have you guys uh, talk a little bit more about yourself now. So, Jenna, why don't you start and tell us a little bit more about you, where you are in school and in your journey, and then, Katie, I'll have you follow up. Okay, so great to be on here, first of all. Thank you so much for having us. This is a pleasure to spread the word about fairy tale physical therapy always, because we really do want to get to get it at to other schools. That being said, so I'm Jenna Cantor. I am a third year PT student with Katie uh, at Columbia University, about to graduate and take that really fun exam that everybody just wishes they could just take annually because it's so fun. 
And right now in my second to last clinical, which is a dance-focused clinical, working with dancers who are in high school, which is an incredible place to intervene. And uh, that is my future goal is to work with dancers in physical therapy. Awesome. And Katie, go ahead. Um, Hi, I am Katie. I am also a third-year student with Jenna. Thank you, Karen, for having us. Thank you for talking about FTPT. Uh, We love to talk about it, which is great. I am in my second to last clinical at uh, an outpatient PT practice just outside of Charleston, which is fantastic. A little colder than I thought it would be, uh, but very, very nice. And the patients are amazing. And I get to see lots of different body parts. And my CI uh, has all sorts of great tools to help protect a PT's hands and their bodies. And so that's really fun to get to play with. Uh, And then I am off to my last clinical in LA for dance medicine. And then that test that Jenna mentioned, we'll take that. Uh, And then off to uh, real life. And I hope to work with uh, possibly cardiopulm and oncology patients as well as dancers. And we'll see where it goes. Kind of let the universe take me where it goes. Fantastic. And now, as people obviously heard before I introduced you guys, they heard a little snippet of Beauty and the Beast. So I was at your performance at the Morgan Stanley Children's Hospital in New York City, the performance of Fairy Tale PT. So why don't we talk about the origin of it? How did this all start? Okay, so I'll take it, uh, Katie, and then Katie, you do the corrections as I go and do the bounce back. No, because sometimes she's like, no, it didn't happen that way. (laughs) So it was during first semester, and we were waiting to go in for our anatomy class. It may may have been even the second. it, It was so early in the semester. And Katie looks at me, and she says, you know, very complimentary, you know, you would, I think you would be a good Elsa in Frozen. And I had asked her, I said, would you, are you an anatype? She said, oh yeah. I said, oh, then you'd be great. And Katie, you were the one, right? That said, we should do this. She was like, she was like, we should really do this. And, and I was like, I'm in. And then there was this mutual back and forth. I'm serious. I'm serious. And what I love about this is we're both so new. We didn't know that each of us is a major doer. So it ended up being this uncommunicated race (laughs) and that's how we were able to get all our first production of the frozen show all together and it was our first it was the beginning of january katie yeah yeah so we got to do our first frozen show then katie would you mind uh going bumping into like more of what we uh, like the different steps we took leading into january uh, yeah, so we, I thought it would be great to do a children's show. I saw a commercial for Frozen on TV. I had never watched it before, but Adina Menzel reminds me of Jenna or vice versa. Um, and I, Columbia, the men's school is right next to Morgan Stanley Children's Hospital. So I thought, what a great idea. Let's take our theater backgrounds and let's build off of it and see what happens. So I approached Jenna and she was game for it. We approached our professors and they were like, yeah go for it. Uh, They were very good at backing us up and helping us get started. And we reached out to Morgan Stanley and the PR coordinator of child life over there is amazing. She's so great. And she really helped us figure out how we wanted the flow to go and what we wanted the show to be. And then we reached out to other people in our class, some great singers, some great artistic people, some great costume people. Um, We were very lucky. We are very lucky to have such a great class. There's 82 of us, but everyone's super, uh, I don't know the right word. They're really, 
Yeah, they're gung-ho and they're very talented in their own ways. Um, so we came up with our first show at Morgan Stanley and then we kind of took it from there and we've done 20 shows, I think, a little over 20 shows at Morgan Stanley, at Wheel Cornell Medical Center over on the east side. Uh, we've done a show at a school in New Jersey. We've done a show at Columbia. Uh, and we've done, Jenna has actually worked with a school out in California to do a show as well. Nice. And and I have to add, um, you guys do have theater backgrounds. So would you mind talking a little bit about what your theater background is? Because when I went to see the show, I was like, what? Like, this is Broadway caliber voices. Um, it, it's it's amazing. And, and just so people know, we'll be interspersing uh, some scenes from the show throughout this interview. But the um, the teapot. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah, Mrs. Yes. 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 She was, I was like, what is happening here? Like, what is up? Wait, what, what is her name again? Ashka. 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 Yeah, Ashka. She was, I mean, I mean, you were all amazing. And I think when people think of, oh, like a school production, I think they have in their mind, like it's going to be a school production, but it's, it's not, it was the, the voices and the talent. Like you said, I don't think you should underplay the talent that you guys have in every single role. So did everyone there have a theater background? No, no, but there's (laughs) there's people who like to perform. For instance, our friend Seth, who you saw in the production, he isn't a regular performer, but he loves working with kids so for him, it comes out of his heart, really. And but then also he does he does have a voice. I mean, we we he can hold a tune and everything. And and he's actually sung with us in a group of uh, a group of us got, in our class got together and sang at our white coat ceremony. And he knows how to you know f- uh, find his pitch and where he sings. Kevin also in, in who was what was that character? Loop. It's been a while. LeFou, LeFou. Yeah, he used to sing in an acapella group. You know, we just happen to have these people in our class. Now, by all means, I just want to say that you do not need, if you are a PT student and you are thinking about bringing fairy tale physical therapy, it's not about talent. It's not. The kids, it's about the enthusiasm that you bring to these kids who are stuck in hospitals and then you're teaching them these healthy movements in the choreography. So don't worry if you you're, don't compare to what we are saying. We just happen to be very, very lucky. Would, uh, would you mind talking about Ashika and like some other people, some of the girls? Sure. Yeah. Um, we, Ashika has a background in music. She actually, there's a group of, um, I think they're the Bard Hall players at Columbia. Plus they have a quarter timpani group that she sings with and she's the musical director for them. She's brilliant. Her voice is so beautiful. Uh, we also had, um, Ashley and Jackie who were with us and they do not sing, but they are fans of Disney. So they went home and they watched the movie and they figured out the songs and the joy they bring to it is really the whole point. And I think that even in rehearsal, sometimes you're like, Oh, I don't know. And do I sound okay? And then you get there and there's these kids and they're in front of you. And, uh, Karen, you were there. There was one, uh, little girl and she had a wagon and she was coming around and she was joining the show and you see her there and you're like, that's it. I have to create the magic and I have to stay in character and I want this to be amazing. So it kind of takes over. Yeah. Yes. And there was a one little girl in the beginning before you even started, I think she saw you Katie dressed as Belle and she was like, Oh my goodness. And she gave you a big hug. And I was like, I've been tears. I'm like, hold it back. Keep it together. <laughs> 
Don't start yeah. crying. But these were, I mean, these are sick kids. These are kids who are in the hospital full time. They are mm-hmm. not there on an outpatient basis. There were some, some pretty sick kids there. And I just feel like they were loving it. Yeah, that was part of it. It was how do we give these kids a break and how do we give their parents a little bit of a break and kind of take them out of the beeping and the sounds and the doctors coming in and out and rushing around and how do we make it for a few moments? How do we make it a bit better for them? And let them just be a kid again. Let them just enjoy something that has nothing to do with their sickness and they can just be. We even had even that that day, there was this one young boy there after the show, we go out and they're doing craft activities. The characters, we do it with them. And there was this one little boy who was super happy and excited and everything. He actually later found out was not a patient. He was there for his sibling. And I was told, well, we were told by the director at Morgan Stanley that he was miserable that whole week and having a really hard time. And this was the first time he was seen being even close to happy. And he was beyond happy jumping around talking about how his art, art thing that he made was pizza. Although I think it was supposed to be, was was it supposed to be a turkey? Maybe. I, I know he was, he was making lasagna pizza. At one yeah. It was not what it was supposed to be. Uh-huh. But it, was just being fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. it was great. And, and those differences, that's what it's about. And I think what's important here for people to understand is it's not that you guys just go out and you do a a sort of shortened version of the musical, but that during the musical, you have people like Ashley and one of the other girls, they come out and they take the kids through choreography. So why was that part important to you guys? Oh, that's the main, that's the main part. That's, that's the meat and potatoes. Everything else, you know, you're thinking, oh, oh, am I going to sound good? You know, all these things, these concerns. But that right there is what it's about because the choreography is actually secretly composed of therapeutic exercises. So the movements the kids are doing are extremely healthy for them and they can always regress it or progress it as they want to. They can, we have one person sitting up there as we teach the choreography so they don't have to think, oh, I can't really move much. And so they can just move their arms. I remember there was this one girl hooked up to so many lines at Cornell and all she could kind of move was her hand, but she was moving it. And it was a huge win. We could see it. We were, we were like, yes, look at her dance. So all those movements are 
that's that's really what it comes down to in the and where it has that physical therapy component that makes this you know truly special yeah, yeah. when we first started we um, had just taken like our first therapeutic exercise class and we got very lucky because Jenna's mentor was a class above us and she was in the pediatric track and she actually took the time to sit down with us and go through what are the different diagnoses that you might see? How do you treat them? What do you do for exercises? So that we could, even though we weren't that far along yet, we could figure out what movements to work into the choreography to make it beneficial for the kids. Oh yes, yeah. that's Monica. She's no doctor, Dr. Monica Lacanti. She's the one who helped us out with that. That was incredible. Yeah. And I think that that's, is, like you said, that's what separates this from being a lovely production to adding the, the PT to fairy tale PT. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you sort of alluded to it a couple of minutes ago that the kids kind of do a little arts and crafts kind of thing. And do you do that at every, at the end of each, uh, at the end of each one? We do, yeah. When we first met with um, Anna from Morgan Stanley, she suggested we do some sort of tactile craft activity afterwards. And we had originally uh, partnered with a toy store down in Chelsea, and they gave us 100 foam crowns with little jewels to stick on them. So we had that for about 15 shows. We had those crowns because we just had so many, which was great. And then running out of crowns, we thought, well, let's partner with the OT program at school because we're in the same building and they do that more hands-on stuff. So we partnered with them and they're the ones who've been coming up with our recent craft activities to work on with the kids. So you get to go PT side, you get to go OT side, and the child gets to leave. We have pamphlets that we give out of the dances that we hope they take home and dance with. Plus, they also get to leave with something special to remember the event by. Awesome. I have to I have to add that, and I noticed this at our last show that we did, it's this interprofessional thing with the OT is so selfishly spectacular because watching how the OTs interact and their methods and their creativity when working with the kids is great to learn from. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they feel the same, but uh, but for me, just seeing how they interact and the, their, the way they're on it with coming up with ideas to get them to use their hands is, is uh, really cool to see. And I'm sure that they feel the same way about the PT students. And that's a great way to kind of get that, uh, that interprofessional connection as a student so that you can then bring that into your professional life. Because oftentimes, you know, we hear PTs, we're all in our own little silos and there's not a lot of collaboration with others. But if it can start early with fun projects like this, now you guys, like you said, you know what OTs do. You have a better idea and they have a better idea of what you guys do. So when you're out in your first jobs and you're, you're more likely to collaborate and bring in a full team around your patient or client or whatever you want to call it. So I give you guys a lot of credit for that. I think that's a great idea. And on that note, we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, NetHealth, and a little bit more of Fairytale PT. PTs, what do you hope to accomplish in 2018? I bet providing even better patient care and increasing revenue are top on the list. First, expand your visit capacity. Then get paid for your services, ramp up patient engagement, and eliminate worries about documentation and compliance. The good news is there's one solution that brings it all to the table. Redoc, powered by XFIT, is a cloud-based, fully integrated EMR and billing solution. Imagine PT billing, coding, compliance experts taking the back office work off your hands and reporting to you. Learn more about Redoc and complete revenue cycle management services at nethealth.com slash healthy. 
how do you do this financially? What's the story? There's got to be a slight expense to this. Yeah. So mom and dad so, turn off your, do not listen to this part, mom and dad. So I'm an, I, I put on my credit card. <laughs> Uh, there's no budget. We ha- we tried reaching out. We, we we reached out to Disney. We reached out within the school. We reached out to several places to get funding. And I'm impatient. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna put on my card. You know, add up my debt. And I did that so we could get better costumes. Otherwise, it nothing else is an everything expense. Else is free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything everything else we were able to. We did have access initially to the costumes through our school with it. It's called the Bard Hall Players and uh, they were good and stuff. I just me personally I I wanted if we were going to have Belle, I wanted to look like Belle. I don't I and we still are able to get away with our initial costumes for Anna and Elsa. We had a jackpot with them from their costume room and so we've been able to stick with those. But but for the other characters, I just I think it really makes that magical escape come alive so much more when the characters we are playing when they actually look like the characters. You don't have to do this if you're bringing this at your school. You can literally get a t-shirt and write the name of the character. They'll still love it. It's just something I, I just personally wanted to just really step it up for with the kids. Yeah, which makes sense. And when I went to see Beauty and the Beast, I thought the costumes were all very, very good. They're very <laughs> cute. Amazon. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was really great. And how? what's next? So you guys graduate. What happens to fairy tale PT? Continues. It continues. We have our uh, second year and first year class uh, doing shows right now. Our first years are working their way through The Lion King and tailoring it to them. Uh, and our second years, correct me if I'm wrong, are working their way through Aladdin and getting that ready to bring out as a show. And the nice thing is we have scripts, but then depending on how many people want to be involved, we can edit the script down. All you really need is two people. So we can edit it from two people up to 15 people, depending on how many people we have. Uh, And then we have videotaped all the choreography. We have a PowerPoint and YouTube videos about how to do everything. So once we find two people who are game to take it on, we help them run with it. Yeah. And Katie and I are there as advisors. We're still figuring out how to communicate it. What we did during our final semester is we created a PowerPoint as well as how-to videos for anybody who wants to take on fairy tale physical therapy. We have everything in Google Docs with scripts and everything. Everything is there. The things they would need to get on their own is connect with the hospital and costumes. And they're responsible for creating the rehearsal schedule. However, we have outlined how many rehearsals they need and how many of this they need and about how long it takes. And so everything is, is really there for not only Columbia, but for any school to take on. We and put it all it, into like home exercise program form. So it's ready. Yeah, it's home exercise. That's funny. So how... What are what are going to be your roles moving forward then? Where do you see this? Do you see this expanding into other colleges outside of Columbia or outside of, I don't know where you were in California, but what is your, you know, I'm doing this program with Todd Herman called the 90 Day Year. And part of the program is writing goals. 
And part of those goals, you write a good goal, a better goal, and a best goal. So your good goal is something that you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to hit this. As a matter of fact, I'm 100% sure I can hit this good, this good goal. The better goal is like, you know, if I work really hard, I'm probably going to hit this better goal. And best is like throwing stuff up at the wall, see what's going to stick. Todd Herman says he usually gets that best goal maybe 12 to 15% of the time. So if you were to think about your goals for fairy tale PT and how you foresee yourself interacting with that, what would be a good goal, a better goal, and a best goal? Oh, Katie, do you want to go separately so that we can see how we align on this? Would you like to go first? All right. (laughs) So I was thinking the good goal, which we're pretty much doing is them at the school, uh, uh, continuing on at Columbia specifically. And 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 I would say, and then continuing on good also includes the continuing on in California where uh, Long Long Beach State, I want to make sure I'm saying it right. I'm Cal right. State Long Beach. Thank you. Cal State Long Beach. It's like Cal State, but Cal State. Anyway, so they, to, for them to be continuing on. And I would see the middle ground would be, and this is where Katie and I might differ on where we place these. I think the middle one is getting it to all schools. And I think the last goal is Katie and I not having to advise at all. (laughs) (laughs) And everything just continues on without us. That would be amazing. Uh, What do do you think, Katie? Um, I think the good goal would be to have our first year and our second year students pull off a professional show on their own, um, not only in the spring semester, but then once they've done it in the spring semester, come to us and say, here, here's what we're doing the fall. We got this and having them feel comfortable with it so they can run with it now. Yeah, um, yeah. The better goal I think would be to have also the schools in California. We have a school in Wisconsin that we've been talking to. We have schools in Florida. So if they were all to do shows as well, that would be great. Um, with the better goal, I think it would be really cool just to get the schools in the New York area Um, The New York City Conclave was a great opportunity for us to talk about FTPT and what we do. And so to bring that to all the other schools in New York would be a better goal. And then the best goal, of course, would be to somehow get this to CSM or to get this to the pediatric section and really show this to all the schools and show how they can do it with just a student-run program. So it's not something the faculty has to take on. It's not something the school has to undertake. It's something the students and a great hospital coordinator could take and run with. So that would be the Ladies, I I can see all of those goals being met. Certainly the best. Girl, you want to get this to CSM, just put it in. They're (laughs) accepting. Put it in for 2019. They're accepting submissions. Get to the pediatric section and put a submission in and get it in there. For presentation or? Yeah, Yeah, do a presentation. And you know something? Your presentation could be a little snippet of a fairy tale PT production. We got that. You know what I'm saying? Like you can (laughs) do a presentation. A presentation doesn't have to be a stuffy presentation of the two of you in suits up on stage talking about fairy tale PT. A presentation can be a snippet of one of your productions. Let people see what you do because that's the inspiring part. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? How you do we'll it. have that submitted that. by the end of the weekend. So get yes. that in <laughs> ASAP. I think you have until March or something like that to get it in, but put that in, put it in through the pediatric section. Why yeah. not put yeah. that in, put it into the education section. 
You can yeah. get both sections to sponsor you. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, um, we always have difficulty figuring out where we should put ourselves because we're several different categories. Yeah, I would probably say pediatric or education, but put it in and make it fun. You know, the whole, like even the private practice section. So you guys were at the private practice section uh, in 2017 because you won the Young Innovator Award. Is that, am I, did I make that award up? I forget the name of it. Business Concept Contest winners. Business ah. Concept Contest, yeah, right. Uh, I'll say Young Innovators. I feel like that's easier to say. Business Concept <laughs> So we'll just say business innovator award, right? (laughs) So these are things like the private practice section I know are looking for more innovation and, and something interesting and fun. So I'm sure CSM is looking for the same. Cool. Put something, I mean, that would be fun. Like I would want to go and see that. And then if you do a little snippet, then afterwards you can say exactly what this is because I didn't know you guys had PowerPoints and Google Docs and everything else. So you can make it like instructional. This is exactly how we do it. This is how many of this you need. This is, this is mm-hmm. how we got our costumes. This is how much it costs, and it's not that expensive. So think about all of that. Write it down, and then submit it. Why not? Get that be- yeah. You'll hit that best goal. You'll know by, like, I don't know when they tell you when, when you got it, but I don't see. I can't imagine this not being accepted. Cool. It's innovative. It's different. Cool. It's new. It's fun. So get onto the website, go to APTA, get on the website and submit for CSM in 2019. It's in Washington, DC. Perfect. Oh. It's not even very far. It's so not far at all. It's That's a great. train right away, finally, for us on the East Coast. We don't have to fly <laughs> anywhere. We just have to hop on a train or, or a bolt bus for 10 bucks. And right, then, right. you know, yeah. but I would 100%, if that's your best goal, that's a no-brainer. Find more information about Fairy Tale PT. 
We have a website. If you just Google fairy tale, one word, people spell it differently. So fairy tale and then physical therapy, several things will, will pop up. We do have a website on Wix, W-I-X. We also are on Facebook. You can find us on there, message on us on message us on there. You could also individually find us as well. Jenna Cantor, Katie Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-T-T. Cantor, K-A-N-T-O-R. You can individually message us or you could email us at fairytalephysicaltherapy at gmail.com. Perfect. And now the last question that I always ask everyone is knowing where you are now in your life, what advice, usually I say, what advice would you give yourself as a new grad? But you guys aren't quite there yet, so we're not going to say that. But I will say, what advice would you give to yourself, to your younger self? So Katie, why don't you go ahead and start? Uh, If I were to tell my younger self anything, it would be if you want to do something, just ask for it. Um, There's so many times in the past when I was younger that I thought, oh, this would be cool or that would be cool. Never really did anything about it. And then coming out and meeting Jenna and saying, okay, let's do this. And then this happened. So if you want to do something, just ask for it. Awesome. Jenna? I would say embrace who you are as a person. So whatever you come in as, if you have a background in the sciences or maybe it's in, for us, it was theater, really embrace what that is that really, really makes you happy and play with always ideas on how you can keep that in your life. You never, ever feel like you need to cut off part of yourself, even if you are taking on a new career. Awesome. Well, ladies, that is very profound advice. So, and I thank you so much for coming on. And, and just so the listeners know, when we end this, do not just turn off the podcast because you're going to hear even a little bit more of fairy tale PT. We'll do the end of Beauty and the Beast. So you'll get to hear their beautiful voices as you've heard interspersed throughout the interview today. So don't turn the podcast off. Keep it on and listen to the end of Beauty and the Beast with these um, wonderful, innovative physical therapy students. If I had half the energy you guys had when I was in PT school, God only knows where I'd be now. But thank you guys so much, Jenna and Katie, for coming on and and sharing all of this about fairy tale PT. So thanks so much. Thank Thank you for having us. Thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, my pleasure. And everyone, have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. So a big thank you to Jenna and Katie for coming on the podcast this week and a huge thank you to our sponsor NetHealth. I'm so excited to have them on board. NetHealth is Redoc powered by XFIT. It's a cloud-based, fully integrated EMR and billing solution, plus opt-in to completely outsourced billing services. That's the best way to optimize revenue. Imagine PT billing, coding, and compliance experts taking the back office work off your hands and reporting to you. To learn more about Redoc and complete revenue cycle management services, head on over to nethealth.com healthy. 
Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.